ever stopped to think that the best and worst place to live is in your mind? Think about it. We can create our own destiny or our own downfall. It all has to do with the way that we choose to think and see things. Welcome to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit, with your host, Dr. Paula Joyce. Dr. Paula is here with her guest experts to show you just how to change that negative way of thinking and see your world in a positive light. Now, here is Dr. Paula. Welcome to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and I'm grateful to be here with and for you today. You are all part of a global community with fellow listeners from every corner of the world. Thank you for being here with and for me and for continuing to spread the word to your friends, relatives, and colleagues. A special gratitude goes this week to our listeners in the countries of China, Estonia, and Italy, and in the states of Connecticut, Delaware, and Indiana, and to all of you for helping us reach a high of 195,000 listeners. Because you keep listening, Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit is a top-ranked show here on Voice America, the worldwide leader in live internet talk radio. In addition to our amazing guests, I always include a tip of the week, a silver lining story, and the name of an archangel or guide to help you grow grow and heal personally, professionally, and spiritually, to open up your spiritual awareness and absorb the information in today's show at a higher level of consciousness, I encourage you to say this with me, I am a peaceful soul, I am a being of light. And now for your tip for the week from my ebook, 33 Tips for Self-Empowerment. Self-Empowerment connects you to your limitless higher self, giving you an inner foundation of love, eliminating fear and bringing in peace and joy. Your limitless higher self has direct access to the divine, and through that love, you can heal yourself and the planet. For today's topic, your tip is observe nature. One form of meditation is to sit and relax in nature or to look outside from a comfortable spot, enjoy the beauty of the sunset, the flowers, the birds singing. When I'm working, I often take little breaks by looking out the window at my garden and the hummingbirds, butterflies, bees, and other visitors that my flowers attract. Every year, I look forward to my orange daylilies, which until this year always bloomed in early May. Because of climate change or the extreme winter weather we had, they didn't bloom until June. I was worried that they had died as so many of my other plants had. I was delightfully surprised when there were even more blooms than usual. They were stunning. Each year I make a point of looking at them several times a day because each bloom only lasts for one day. This year, however, I enjoyed them even more. After several days in February without heat or electricity and a month without running water and the concern that my daylilies would bloom at all, their beauty was even more special to me. When I opened the curtains in the morning, I would notice the final moments of the flowers from the day before and count how many new blooms had opened, appreciating every one of them, noticing their size and the direction they were facing. I'm always a little sad when the last bloom closes and I await their return the following spring. 
My day lilies have helped me learn to appreciate the moment, to value what is present in my life, and to be grateful for all my blessings. The moment is fleeting, and if we're not careful, we miss it altogether. Our mind likes to worry about the future or dwell on what we didn't like in the past. Those habits of the mind wipe out the joy available to us when we choose to focus on the moment. Enjoying the peace, beauty, and relaxation in a garden can help us experience the rewards of being in the moment. We are moving into a time when the spiritual realm is easier to access and spiritual practices are more powerful. Let's do three techniques now to provide spiritual protection from fear. The first one helps heal the earth and us of fear and replaces it with love. Do it with me. Visualize the earth. Now imagine putting the universal pink heart of love all around it like a big bubble. Do this at least once a day. Let's do the second one. Imagine yourself inside a big, bright purple cube with six feet or more on each side of you. Line the cube with the color silver for protection. Place bright, dark blue caps on the eight corners of the cube so that no negative energy can get inside. Use this when you leave the house and when you're feeling anxious. Let's do the third one together. Say, please surround me in the sacred rainbow energy of love. See and feel a rainbow surrounding you for 300 feet or more in all directions. This is good to do every morning. As Dwan Washington told us in our first show this year, hundreds of millions of angels are coming forward to help us create hope and positive change. Our angels and guides are always trying to help us in the most loving way possible. By participating in my guided meditation workshop video, Awakening Your Inner Angelic Light Body, you will be able to turn to your inner self for comfort, strength, support, guidance, and manifestation. In addition, a thousand angels will come in and stay with you to help you achieve your goals. You can participate when it fits your schedule from anywhere in the world. For details, go to my website, drpaulajoyce.com, and click on Workshop Rentals. We can all use help, and the most powerful help comes from the spiritual realm. Choosing to be positive, choosing to think, see, feel, and act in new and healthier ways is the heart of Uplift Your Life, nourishment of the spirit. We all have choices, but we can't make the best choices for ourselves if we don't know what the options are. My show provides you with new information on health and healing with an emphasis on spirituality and the connection between our thoughts, emotions, and physical and mental health. We can all choose love over fear, which includes happiness, gratitude, abundance, peace, joy, compassion, forgiveness, positivity, and all good things. As we allow ourselves to know the truth of our own experiences and feel the pain of our past or present life and let it go, we open ourselves up to the joy of being fully alive in every moment. We change the energy in our body and literally become younger and healthier 
feel lighter and have more energy. We truly know and feel the joy, beauty, and love in our lives. My show helps you do that by providing you with new information, perspectives, and techniques, inspirational stories, and guests who are thought leaders in their field, like our guest today, Joanne Calabrese, who's here to talk about mindfulness in the garden, spiritual insights. After our episode last week with our guest, Kimberly Meredith, I received the following email from Michael. I was very intrigued by your interview with Kimberly. Her ability to heal others is truly a miracle. The story she shared about healing the little girl who had a twisted intestine was amazing. We all have heard stories of healing, but hearing about her personal successes firsthand was very uplifting. I am not familiar with the different dimensions and the way she explained the third, fourth, and fifth dimensions helped me understand and made me want to learn more. I enjoy listening to your show, Dr. Paula. Your guests are always interesting and bring value to your listeners. Thank you. And thank you, Michael. I appreciate your saying that and your taking the time to email us. For anyone who missed this episode, I encourage you to listen by clicking on the episode link on this page. For more on ways to experience higher consciousness and enlightenment, please listen to some of my previous shows like August 15, 2019 with Shelley Joy, Techniques to Awaken Higher Consciousness, June 15, 2017 with Dr. Steve Taylor, Spiritual Awakening, and July 6, June 27, I'm sorry, July 6, 2017 with Dr. Jude Curvin. Uh, consciousness is what we are. You can hear these shows or any others you may have missed or want to listen to again. That's the beauty of having the shows on demand. You have easy access anytime, day or night, allowing you to listen when it fits your schedule or when you need hope, comfort, or inspiration, which we all need during this difficult time. Just know I'm here for you. For added value, read my blog titled, What Your Conscious Mind Doesn't Know, posted in April 2015. This blog reminds us that there are many ways to connect with your inner wisdom and support from your guides and angels. Here's an excerpt. When working in the spiritual realm, it is so important to work with someone who is trustworthy and their reputation or your friend's recommendation is not always the best way to know. I have been working in this field for 27 years. You might be interested to know that I didn't start out as a healer or psychic or more accurately, it's only recently that I can say I know I'm a psychic and a healer. As I look back, I was unconsciously helping people for years and then consciously doing so as a friend, family member, or colleague. It's different now, though, because I've been given specific methods to use, and through healing myself, I've become stronger and have been given more angels and guides so I can help others more effectively and efficiently. I began consciously connecting more deeply with my own tuition and psychic abilities through the use of runes and then other insight decks and stones. 
I began with runes because a friend gave them to me and they resonated with me. Runes are an ancient system that helps you connect with your own inner wisdom. They provide information that leads you to find your own answers. I loved reading the accompanying the accompanying book and the philosophical approach to life that it provided. It gave me the ability to see things in a new way, helping me think about my life and my own beliefs differently. Bit by bit, I learned to experience my world in a healthier way. To read the rest of this blog or any of my other blogs, please go to my website, drpaulajoyce.com. In addition to my blogs, check out my YouTube channel with 68 videos, including my series on silver linings. My new affirmation is, I am a peaceful soul. I am a being of light. Say it with me now. I am a peaceful soul. I am a being of light. Our natural state of being is love, light, and peace. The hectic pace of our lives and the fears generated by the pandemic, floods, fires, violence, and global warming have taken us out of our natural state. I ask you to say this affirmation with me at the beginning of every show because it helps us remember who we really are. It raises our consciousness and helps us move into the higher vibrations of peace, love, and light. Please say this affirmation with me one more time. I am a peaceful soul. I am a being of light. Now for my silver lining story. Yesterday, I was watching one of my hummingbirds feeding from these beautiful purple flowers in my garden that are shaped like a bell. He was flitting from flower to flower as he moved in in an erratic pattern, touching all of them and going back to some but not others with occasional visits to the hummingbird feeder. Then another hummingbird came and the two of them engaged in what I can only describe as a dance. They flew around the feeder and the garden, creating the same oval shape wherever they flew and keeping about the same distance from each other. They continued this dance for several minutes. I have been observing the hummingbirds in my garden for several years now, and I have never seen anything like this. Sometimes they would fly off together, but this was more like putting on a show for me. They always stayed within viewing distance of my window so I could watch them. I'm curious to see if this new behavior repeats itself or is the beginning of more surprises. I also noticed that one of the hummingbirds was spending extended periods of time just standing on the top of the hummingbird feeder or flying to the tree outside my window and sitting on the branch just opposite where I sit. These were also new behaviors. Since yesterday was the beginning of a new month, I suspect that the energies are changing. In numerology, this year, September, is a 14 universal month, which reduces to the number five, and five is a number which brings change. Since we are in a five-year, as Alice Rosen told us in our second show this year, the influence of two fives means the changes are even bigger, indicating major transformation. My hummingbirds are sticking close by yesterday, 
were sticking close by yesterday and showing me that this change is happening. I can see and feel the changes in my life internally and externally. My thinking rarely takes a negative turn now. And when it does, I catch myself quickly and get myself back on a positive track. I'm able to accept life as it presents itself without the emotional pain I used to feel. I have stronger boundaries and speak up for myself in an appropriate way. The things I choose to do in my free time are changing. Some work projects that have been on hold are getting done now. As I get healthier mentally, emotionally, and physically, I need less energy for my healing and therefore have more energy for my personal and professional life. I look forward to this next phase of my life and continuing to be surprised and delighted by the new activity in my garden and in my life. To stay calm and centered during this period of transformation we can all benefit from mindfulness explorations in our gardens. Our guest, Joanne Calabrese, knows about such explorations. She is a wellness, mindfulness, and recovery educator and coach. She is also a lifelong organic gardener and herbalist, experienced in meditation, ritual work, and qigong. Joanne is author of Growing Mindful, Explorations in the Garden to Deepen Your Awareness. Through her writing and workshop, she assists others in healing by engaging with the green world in an intentional and dedicated way. You're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor. As Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. said, hey, cannot drive out hate. Only love can do that. Mahatma Gandhi said, be the change you want to see in the world. And Mother Teresa said, I alone cannot change the world, but I can cast a stone across the waters to create many ripples. If you believe this while listening to the commercials, go to my website, drpaulajoyce.com, or click on the link on this page to follow us on social media, and I'll send uplifting messages between shows and help you be part of the solution only like and follow the people who add positivity to the world. While on my website, learn more about running my two guided meditation videos. One connects you to two of your past lives and the other to your inner angelic light body. Participate at your convenience from anywhere in the world or contact me to schedule a video speech or workshop for your business or community. Your question for today is, how is your garden helping you? Stay tuned. We'll be right back with Joanne Calabrese, who's here to talk about mindfulness in the garden, spiritual insights. Find out what makes the most successful people tick. Keep listening to the Voice America Empowerment Channel. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com Be the best that you can be. Dr. Paula invites you to meet with her for a -a one-of-a-kind breakthrough coaching session. 
Dissolve hidden barriers to your goals, solve your most challenging problems, and unleash your inner power. Visit PaulaJoyce.com or call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, at 214-208-3533 to find out more and to schedule your free consultation. Whether it's individual or group, business or personal, attain success with ease. Mention that you heard this on Uplift Your Life and receive 10% off your first service. Call 214-208-3533 or visit PaulaJoyce.com today. Time for a fresh perspective from leadership development to team building and re-imaging your mission. Dr. Paula has game-changing speeches and presentations crafted just for you. She has helped leading experts solve their key challenges and can help you too while reducing stress and increasing your profitability. With Dr. Paula, you will find common ground in innovative solutions. Start now with a free consultation. Call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, today at 214-208-3533 or visit paulajoyce.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit with Dr. Paula Joyce. To reach the show today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Dr. Paula at drpaulajoyce.com. Now, back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. If you're just tuning in, I'm your host, Dr. Paul, the Life Doctor, and you're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. I always appreciate hearing from you, my listeners, and as a top-ranked show, when you choose to advertise with me, you reach hundreds of thousands of people. If this interests you or if you want to help sponsor the show, make a donation or become part of the conversation today, please call 888-346-9141 or email Dr. Paul at drpaulajoyce.com. I love you and value what you have to say, so please let me know what's on your mind and heart. And I hope you wrote down how your garden is helping you. I'm so grateful to welcome Joanne Calabrese, who's here to discuss mindfulness in the garden, spiritual insights. Joanne, it's truly a pleasure to have you on the show. Thanks so much for having me. You're welcome. And I know that this book is not only helpful to so many people, but Um, grew out of your own experience with healing. Would you talk to us a little bit about that? Oh, yeah, I I would love to. Uh, There are a lot of different aspects to it, but I want to start with what you were kind of talking about earlier. Um, Just being in the garden or looking out at a garden is is healing. It's soothing. It um, reminds us of beauty. There's so many pieces to that where it's just nurturing to be around a garden. And I grew up in a family that gardened. My, my grandparents were Italian immigrants. My grandfather had a huge garden. I thought everybody gardened, actually, growing up. Um, having my hands in the soil, being around plants, I found to just be a place of serenity, of tranquility, um, and I think I didn't really verbalize that early on. I just knew I was sort of called, 
you know, to be out there and, and would go there if, if I was experiencing stress or something that I was challenged by. And so that's a starting point. And, and I think any of us that garden know that, whether we verbalize it or not, people tune into that healing energy about being in the green world. And then beyond that, uh, I started uh, meditation practice in my early 20s, and it was, you know, very much a formal sitting meditation practice. But as time went on and I started doing movement practices like Tai Chi and Qigong and realizing that this is all part of it, that when I'm in the garden, taking those mindful practices and actually um, using them in a way in the garden just it's a feedback loop of of nourishment, of healing, of wisdom, of insight. And so that really helped me, I feel like, clarify um, the fact that mindfulness is something we practice all the time and has really helped me in areas around um, anxiety, um, just all of those things that I think, again, you mentioned earlier where, you know, we can get sort of sucked into a news cycle where um, there's a lot of fear coming up and that anxiety, and we can we can switch our focus. And I think that, that that next step of knowing how to consciously switch that focus with garden mindfulness was really important. And then, of course, I have used very specific um, plants on, on, a, on a physical healing level and emotional healing level. I um, make salves from um, calendula and some of the other plants in my garden. I've made herbal tinctures. Um, so I've used plants in a way for physical healing. And again, really, that reminds us of this, this interconnection that we have with the green world. And also something that probably all of our grandmothers or great-grandmothers knew. I mean, people knew what healing plants were out in their garden or out, the, out in the, the field that they could collect. And we've sort of lost some of that wisdom. And I think, um, again, if I had to enumerate these aspects, and they're all they're all really connected. But uh, the last thing that I write about in the book is the, the plants that have very specific energetic correspondences, which are aspects of the world around healing that, that we can take on as kind of plant allies and we can work with them. You mentioned daylily and impermanence that we can embrace that concept and, and be open to that wisdom and energy and, and attentiveness to, to that aspect of the world. And we can choose to work with the plants in a more metaphysical way. So there's, there have been so many different aspects to it, I think, on, a, on a, just a very uh, physical healing level, an emotional healing level, that uh, the green world has just impacted me in a, in a super positive way. It's interesting. And as you were talking, it suddenly hit me because you use the phrase green world a lot. And, and it suddenly hit me that green is the color of the heart chakra. It's um, actually healing the heart, which is why I guess it reduces stress and high blood pressure, lowers our blood pressure, increases our um, immune system um, effectiveness. I mean, it does so much physical and emotional healing, and just even the color makes a difference. Yeah. Yeah, I hadn't thought of it quite like that before, but you're absolutely right. That is the heart chakra. Um, so and, and we're connected at this heart level. 
Yes, and and I think we relate to um, the plant and animal world and the insect world that um, that visits our gardens in through through the heart through the intuition. It's not a um, such an intellectual pursuit, pursuit so much it is as it is a feeling and sensing pursuit. Yeah, I would absolutely agree with that. I think that the intellectual pursuit can be a, a starting point for some people, um, for maybe for many of us, that uh, to understand that there's an interconnection, to understand all the healing benefits, I think it um, helps people want to take the next step and, and be intentional about cultivating that deeper awareness on the, the intuitive and the feeling level. Absolutely. You know, as, as you were talking, too, about your um, ancestry and, um, and sort of catching the gardening bug from your family, um, the same was true for, um, actually, it was my mother and aunt and sister. I mean, we all... Um, my sister and I learned the love of gardening from uh, my mother and her sister. And, and I noticed that there are certain plants that um, I plant every year because they remind me of my mother's garden. And every time I look at them, I'm reminded of her and my aunt and, um, and, and their love, um, absolute love of gardening. Yeah, I have that too. I have plants that absolutely remind me of of my mom and my and my dad. Both, yeah, yeah. It's beautiful. Um, so y- you were um, talking with us about some of the um, meanings of the plants, but in, in addition, there are also I know specific practices that you suggest in your book to. Um, to help people be mindful, to to kind of um, help them develop certain practices that um, bring them into a mindfulness state. Can can you talk to us about some of that? Yeah. Uh, so the book has two parts, and the first part is I like to think of it as almost like a cookbook for garden mindfulness. So there are different categories with different practices and activities, and some of them are quite easy to, um, for a beginning practice, they're quite easy to kind of step into and explore. And the categories are around um, our senses, around movement, being creative, around the elements, earth, air, fire, and water, about uh, connectedness, and then deeper explorations, which are like longer contemplative practices. And so I think there are a lot of ways for people to jump in. And I think it's just, what I would say is it's important to just jump in somewhere. And it doesn't have to be complicated, but what I I think sometimes people miss is the intention part. Um, And I I love the word intentionality. I, I use it a lot when I do training. We can we can hope for something or wish for something, but when we when we make it intentional, when we actually say, you know what, I have an intention to do this, and I'm going to put a plan in place. So I'm going to go outside and do ten minutes of garden mindfulness, and I'm going to do this particular activity. I think that 
that that makes it happen rather than us just thinking about, oh, I'll try to be more mindful on my next walk. And so, you know, some of the easier places for people to uh, jump in if this is new for them is to cultivate that awareness. And, And an easy way to do that is to start with our senses and to really break that down into, you know, you go out to the garden, you say, I'm going to take 10 or 15 minutes to do this can be a sitting or a standing or even a walking practice. And we focus in turn on each one of our senses. So first with visual and what are we seeing? And to move beyond putting labels on things like, oh, those are my roses or those are my irises or my willow tree. And to take in visually like a child would, wow, what what are we seeing here? What's this dance of color, of forms, of shapes? And to cultivate that, and it might feel different, and, and, and it might feel unusual at the beginning, but we, we cultivate it and we stay with it. And we move through each of our senses in that way. You know, what are the fragrances? How do things feel when we touch them? Again, paying attention if something has prickles or, or, or stinging, you know, like stinging nettles. You want to be careful with that, but really to take the time to explore and and I think children do this naturally, and then we get older and we, we forget about this. We forget about this kind of way to engage with the world, which really teaches us a lot and helps us be right here in this present, this present moment with these plants that are living entities. And so that's, that's an easy way to start and one that I think people can really um, cultivate um, Almost anywhere. I mean, you can go to a park if you don't have your own garden. Uh, you can go, you know, to a botanic gardens and begin this practice. Um, yes, we're we're going to go to break in just uh, um, a couple minutes. But I was also thinking, you know, if you don't have your own garden, yes, and you can also just um, buy plants that are already potted, and you know, just. Um, just put the pots out. You know, it doesn't. It doesn't have to be formally planted. It can. Ju- it's just the experience of having the plants, even in indoor garden. Um, some yes. people have. You know, so it, it's it's just the idea of um, of either bringing the green world close, bringing the green world closer to you. Yes. Yeah. Um, so, okay. People I, I, doing amazing I, things. Yeah. And it's yeah, just, with patio um, gardens and, and yep. Right. It's, it can be simple. It doesn't have to be complex or if someone has arthritis or back problems, you know, you don't have to, um, exacerbate those. You can find easy, simple ways to create a garden that, that works for you and it's so um, soothing. Um, so I look. Let's talk more after the break about some of the practices um, that you suggest and um, why it's um, different, and and how it it not only allows for personal transformation but also planetary transformation. That's um, that's a big concept and um, and the green world is so important our connection with it so I look forward to exploring that after the break 
I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, and you're listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. While you're listening to the commercials, go to my website, drpaulajoyce.com, to sign up for my newsletter. You receive the information on our show's important information from each show and the free chapter on my ultimate creative problem-solving process from my best-selling book, which will help you release hidden fears and blockages to hearing your soul your true self, your inner wisdom, healing at deep levels and getting what you truly want in life. This process came to me in that space that Albert Einstein talked about between sleeping and waking. It was a gift from the spiritual realm that helps my clients align and integrate their conscious and unconscious mind, their intuition and rationality, their heart and mind, and move forward with more ease and speed. They change from the inside out, creating lasting change and self-empowerment. Now, in your paper, write down how will you use your garden to become more mindful. Stay tuned. We'll be right back with Joanne Calabrese to talk more about mindfulness in the garden, spiritual insights. Follow us on Twitter for more great ideas at Voice America Empowerment. Be the best that you can be. Dr. Paula invites you to meet with her for a -a one-of-a-kind breakthrough coaching session. Dissolve hidden barriers to your goals, solve your most challenging problems, and unleash your inner power. Visit PaulaJoyce.com or call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, at 214-208-3533 to find out more and to schedule your free consultation. Whether it's individual or group, business or personal, attain success with ease. Mention that you heard this on Uplift Your Life and receive 10% off your first service. Call 214-208-3533 or visit PaulaJoyce.com today. Time for a fresh perspective from leadership development to team building and re-imaging your mission. Dr. Paula has game-changing speeches and presentations crafted just for you. She has helped leading experts solve their key challenges and can help you too while reducing stress and increasing your profitability. With Dr. Paula, you will find common ground in innovative solutions. Start now with a free consultation. Call Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor, today at 214-208-3533 or visit paulajoyce.com. It's your world. Motivate. Change. Succeed. VoiceAmericaEmpowerment.com You are listening to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit with Dr. Paula Joyce. To reach the show today, please call 1-888-346-9141. That's 1-888-346-9141. You may also send an email to Dr. Paula at drpaulajoyce.com. Now, back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. If you're just tuning in, I'm your host, Dr. Paula, the Life Doctor. Welcome back to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. And I hope you wrote down how you you will use your garden to become more mindful. Remember to listen at the end of the show today to learn how Archangel Eloria can help you. 
I'm so thankful we're here with Joanne Calabrese talking about mindfulness in the garden, spiritual insights. Um, Joanne, um, as we were talking about at, in, uh, during the break, this um, topic of global transformation is so important. Would you talk to us a little bit about that? Yeah. So I think that um, what I love about uh, garden mindfulness practice and the focus on the green world as we're doing these practices is that it takes us, um, it shifts our focus from being so introspective to sort of an outer perspective. Uh, Many traditional mindfulness practices, and I know certainly my own beginning meditation practices were a sitting practice that, um, you know, you, you observe your thoughts arising without judgment. All of these are are wonderful things and they they help us develop wisdom. I'm not saying that they're not, but I think when we shift to doing those practices involving the garden and the green world, we know, not just intellectually, we know again in this heart-centered way, in this full-body way that we are interconnected with this green world, that this is our life support system. It's not a backdrop for the rest of our lives. We're we're integrated with this this whole being and and with other beings. And it becomes very, very evident as we as we practice garden mindfulness. The plants are living entities. The soil microorganisms are living entities. And again, I think we all have some awareness of that. You know, we probably learned in elementary school, but I think it's easy to forget. And we can get very um, insulated in what's going on with ourselves. So when we when we push that envelope out and we, we sense this interconnection, first of all, I find it very comforting to be part of this greater whole. There's wisdom there that that I don't have to generate, I can tap into. It's not all on me, that there's this bigger perspective. So that's one piece of it. And I think another piece of it is that as people begin to tap into this interconnection with the green world, that our values might change and people might have a different perspective as they move forward with trying to solve problems. If I really at a gut level understand that we are all interconnected beings, I might make different and better choices, whether it's, you know, at my neighborhood meeting or the city council meeting or we're trying to um, deal with climate change. I think we are driven by a greater awareness when we are engaged in this interconnectedness with the green world. And I think garden mindfulness practice contributes to that in a big way. I love what you're saying, and I just wanted to point out that there's research that I know you know about, but some of the listeners may not, that um, the way you talk to a plant, if you're um, yelling or if you're um, talking nicely or if you talk at all to the plant versus completely ignoring them, they thrive when you speak kindly to them. They thrive with... um, Um, classical music with pleasant music versus um, uh, loud jarring music and and so plants are very sensitive and aware of their surroundings and they respond to them I had a um, African violet plant that bloomed all year long 
and I had it in the wrong sunlight. Um, I didn't water it the way it's supposed to be. I didn't follow any of the rules. And it lasted for well over 25 years. Um, and I tended it with love, but I just tended it differently than than it was supposed to be. But it 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 blessed me with these gorgeous blooms all year long. Um, That's and, great. And so, yeah, you know, there's so much, and and we can learn from that. How do we talk to other people? How do we talk to ourselves? Are we sending kind messages? Are we um, flattering? Are we judgmental? You know, um, what's our tone? You know, um, and and so, yes, I think the connection and the awareness um, in a mindful way, mindfulness way, affects us. And as we change, it affects the whole planet. Yes. Yeah, I'm I'm sure of that. So I I was wondering if you would also um talk a, a, a little bit more about the um plants for healing and and the um correspondence what the spiritual meaning is of different plants like you talk about snapdragon as corresponding with joy. Um, share some of these ideas with us, please. Yeah. So the second half of the book is all about one very specific mindfulness practice, and that is tuning in to the energetic correspondences of plants. And there are 52 plants in that section of the book. And my suggestion was, you know, that people could do one a week. So you focus on both the plant and its correspondence. As we mentioned, daylilies was impermanence and snapdragons is joy. And I'll tell you my story about snapdragons in a moment. And uh, we we tune into that um, throughout the day uh, if we want to. I have friends that have, have given me feedback that they, rather than doing this weekly, they pick a plant each day. They flip through the book and, and just pick a plant to focus on. We find ways to remind ourselves of the plant and the concept. If it's a, a plant that is safe to eat or make tea with, you know, we we bring it in, we we use it throughout the day, and we do a morning meditation. There are some ideas for journal entries, but the idea is to hold the plant and the concept in our awareness, and then pay attention to what bubbles up for us. So it's that openness to what the universe is reflecting back to us about this concept in this plant. So to give you an example, like with Snapdragon, uh, my story in the book is that, you know, as a child, uh, my mom didn't grow Snapdragons, interestingly enough, and I was with a friend at a neighborhood garden, and we were young, and um, she showed me how you can make snapdragons into the, the little snapdragon puppet that talks. And for anybody who's not a gardener who's listening, um, go to a garden center and have somebody show you snapdragons and make them talk because <laughs> it's just fun and it's sweet and it's joyful. And I, I mean, this is a long time ago. Uh, I still remember that incident with such joy. It was just delightful. I had, I had no idea. And, of course, all my kids and grandkids know how to make the snapdragons talk when you, you press on the, on the pedals in a certain way. And so 
the point of the story, and, and for me, this is one of the, the main energetic uh, correspondences of Snapdragons, is joy. And so thinking about how do we cultivate joy? How do we open ourselves to joy? Not that we're negating that there may be challenges in the world or in our personal life. We're not putting our head in the sand, but there's usually a mix of both. And as children, we know how to tap into joy. And sometimes for some people that gets lost along the way. And so very specifically when working with this concept and this plant, to be open to those moments of joy, to be open to uh, to finding it in unusual places. Another thing about this practice with any of the concepts is that we know that our mind tends to focus or or see the things that we're focused on. So if we give it the instruction to look for joy, to cultivate joy, there is going to be more um, opportunity for us to find it and see it. It's there. We just don't don't always see it. And um, so that would be, you know, that's an example of working with snapdragons and joy. I I have a sticky note on my back door um, before I go out the door every morning that just says invoke joy as a reminder. Oh, that's really beautiful. (laughs) Yes. Um, Or you could put a picture of a snapdragon. (laughs) Yes. Yeah, well, I have them out. as soon as I get out there, they are blooming right now. They're there. So I do have them in the garden, too. Yeah. Yes. Um, Well, we only have um, a a couple minutes left, but I just want to share very quickly that when I read the correspondence between Snapdragon and Joy, it helped me understand why I bought Snapdragons, which also had not been in my mother's garden or my aunt's, and I couldn't understand why I was attracted to it until I read your book and then I understood it was at a time when I really needed to bring more joy. And I think even though I wasn't mindful, I wasn't consciously aware, I think it um, it puts out a certain energy because I remember it just making me feel good every time I looked at it. Uh-huh. Yeah. And they come in all those bright colors. I mean, it's a beautiful plant. Uh, yes, it yeah. really is. Um, in just a, a minute, can you um, give us one more um, practice, um, maybe with a plant that um, resonates with healing? Um, so a, a quick practice um, I would think, well, so yarrow is a plant, ancient healing plant. It was used on battlefields. It's antiseptic. It stops bleeding. Um, uh, it's the, the, the yarrow st- stalks are used in traditional I Ching um, divination. So there's a long, long history of being intertwined with humans. And it's a very simple plant. It's, um, it grows along the roadside. And I think the reminder with yarrow is that healing is available to us, again, along the roadsides and weedy pastures. Um, We need to open up to it. We need to um, allow our bodies and certainly cultivate practices that allow our bodies to to participate in healing. Um, 
And it doesn't have to be complicated. I think what yarrow reminds me of, because it's sort of the um, just a common, common plant, it doesn't have to be something uh, exotic. These kind of practices can be very easy for us to engage in and to start there, to start there and just be intentional with it. Thank you so much, Joanne. You've given us so much delightful and helpful information. I am truly grateful to you, um, and 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 looking forward to to um, using some of the practices um, mindfully that you talk about in your book. Growing mindful explorations in the garden to deepen your awareness. I encourage everyone to purchase it and to go to Joanne's website, mindfulnessgardengames.com. Thank you and many blessings to you, Joanne. And thank you all for joining us. My pleasure. And thank all of you for joining us for Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. If you enjoyed today's show, please go to drpaulajoyce.com, like us on Facebook, rent my past life regression workshop video and my new one, Awakening Your Inner Angelic Light Body. Read my latest blog and learn about my services, including including coaching, speaking, hands-on healing, or remote healing, reading the Akashic Records or Tarot, past life regressions, um, dream interpretation, channeling your family guardian angel, and more. I'm also available to video conference, a custom design workshop, or speech for you, or you can... um, Ask for any of my workshops or speeches such as Dissolving Fear and Anxiety, Overcoming Abuse, Healing Physically, Mentally, and Emotionally. And if you mention this show, you get a 10% new client discount on my coaching, which I do over Skype or on the phone. When you work with me, you get support, guidance, and healing from the spiritual realm. The archangels, angels, and guides of a high and positive spiritual nature work through me and directly with my clients. My process helps you remove hidden blockages and connects your mind, body, and soul, resulting in faster progress, profound healing emotionally, mentally, and physically. My private and corporate clients improve their relationships, health, and wealth click on the link to contact me and see for yourself and now i'm going to introduce you to archangel aloria who helps us connect with nature ask for her help in addition to whoever else you pray to in order to help you connect with nature use your own words or say something like archangel aloria i give you permission in a positive way only to help me be mindful in gardens you can even be more specific and say something like archangel aloria i give you permission in a positive way only to help me find peace, joy, and relaxation in my garden. Pay attention to signs, synchronicity, and new information. This is a process, not an event. Trust that she is helping you because she is. Please join us next Thursday when Pam Montgomery joins us to discuss Plant Spirit Healing, a guide for working with plant consciousness on September 16th when Lynn McKenzie will be here to talk about her new book, Bark Nay Meow, and on September 23rd when Shonda Parkinson will join us to discuss meditations for psychic development. This is Dr. Polly, your CM or chosen mom as designated by Dr. Bernie Siegel. Remember, you are loved. All is loved. Just let that feeling wash over you and through you. 
bless you and have a beautiful week. Thank you for tuning in to Uplift Your Life, Nourishment of the Spirit. Please join Dr. Paula Joyce and her guest experts next Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific Time, 11 a.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Until then, have a positive week.